Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? That nigga SpongeBob. There it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we <laughs> dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories. And we finally work to prove the theories that you, the listener, have at home. It's a motherfucking mini-episode. Stay off the damn weed! Come on. Come you on. gotta sober up for this one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put that green veil over your eyes, brothers and sisters. Uh, come on now. I'm, I'm Langston Carmen, and I'm awake. I'm David Borey, and I'm too awake. Mm, too I never, woke. I ain't been to bed. <laughs> <laughs> ain't never slept. <laughs> yeah, I was born standing up. <laughs> My mother's pussy is ruined. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I came out feet first like a water slide. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> what a disgusting image. It's so gross. Yeah, it's really, because I imagine you said we as you came out. There's, there's yeah. a, a celebratory quality to it. Hey, Black and Mild was already lit. <laughs> we we got an email from a person. And I don't know how this person came out of their mother's vagina, but but I do know that they, they sent a, a somewhat provocative email to us. Definitely, definitely. And before we get into this, it is worth noting that we also received quite a few emails from people who were rather uh, upset, I'd say, at our our takes on OJ, that that OJ and Khloe Kardashian's relationship, their lineage, they, they're calling to question whether or not we had the right instinct to say that OJ probably is not Khloe's biological daughter. And it's, who cares? You guys, Relax. <laughs> I don't even remember what was said. Yeah, I there 
There were people saying that that uh, somebody wrote that that there was a fair amount of evidence that which they don't ever add any of the evidence. They just say there is evidence that they were swingers, that the uh, the Simpson family and the Kardashian family were swingers. And that's how O.J. busted his first nut inside of uh, what's her name? Chris leading (laughs) to what's her name? All right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> leading, leading to Chloe being the the baby that that happened. Uh, there were also in the that same message they talk about how Bruce was there, and they do refer to Bruce specifically. They're never acknowledging Caitlyn at any point in this message, but they they say that that Bruce was there hanging out. Uh, I guess the the timeline for them makes perfect sense that that Caitlyn and and OJ and Chris and Robert were all just mushing into each other, and so Chloe was born. And to that I say, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know these. You don't know these people. I don't, yeah, yeah. That's Paul C. Blake. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I know OJ was fucking, at least. Yeah, OJ was fucking. I don't put it past any of them to have had orgies and all kinds of uh, weird sexual uh, escapades together. That's what I happens just don't, when you get rich. I, I just wish that that anybody who's upset with us would would just send us footage. I'd love to see yeah. the OJ sex tape you are so confident exists. That would be crazy because I bet you, even at this age, if he dropped, it would probably immediately be the best celebrity sex tape. You think so? He's so athletic, yeah. Oh, I feel the exact opposite. You think it would be a bad, you think it would just be like the Hulk Hogan one? Yeah, I think he has bad knees, and I think that, uh, that like, he, there's a reason that he keeps sort of picking these, like, goofy-ass uh, white women. Oh, interesting. And I think he, it's because, like, ah, I, I can't pleasure a I can't pleasure a big old thick uh, black lady anymore. I gotta, I gotta go with what I know. I gotta go with what's easy. They do say a lot of times that it's core. That's a self esteem issue. Maybe, yeah. maybe. I don't, all right, all right. Yeah, he he ruined it in his playing years. Yeah, his knees are are what took him out of the league. Right, like if I'm understanding correctly, that was his his big downfall. I don't know too much about OJ. That's way before both of our times, right? Yeah, I wasn't. I I'm. Not a football fan now. I'm definitely not doing my like football history uh, in none of yeah, this. Yeah, this is the most I've ever heard you reference. You know the great game. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that the motherfuckers' knees were bad, and people made fun of them all the time in in stand up. That which, is true. A lot of yeah. my knowledge of old sports and things come from uh, Comic View. That's yeah. how I found out about the tri- <laughs> most of the details of the trial. Yeah, that's, <laughs> listen, I, everything I know about the Clinton. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That shit came from Def Comedy yeah, Jam. Yeah, it came from Arnaz J. <laughs> <laughs> man, if man. I was if I was around at that time, I would have ate, though. I Come on, ate. man. I would have had a crazy OJ bit. It would have it would have gone places you didn't. It would have started with Kato Kalen. It would have been nuts, bro. I get so mad that that we didn't come up in an era where like uh, you could just have a signature bit. I, Do you know what I mean? Shucky ducky quack quack. Come on, baby. Like it would have. <laughs> what 
there's so many comedians who we just know because they did one joke that everybody was like, yep, that's it. Yeah. That's the one. Give them a movie. Yeah. And I, God damn it. I only know the one Chris Tucker bit. Yeah. The, the give me your money, man. Yeah. The, yeah that's shit. Put goddamn hands up. Put it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Robbing his mom or whatever. I don't yeah. know anything else. I know that and, and the Michael Jackson impression. That yeah. was like the other part of that five minutes. And and that's it. Which is another bit that would kill. There's nobody now you can impersonate dancing that would kill as hard as just going on stage and doing a Michael Jackson. Come on, man. It got him to a Michael Jackson video. He did a fucking Michael. He became friends with Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> because he did a pretty good Michael Jackson. Exactly. And meanwhile, we're out here talking about all kinds of people. Yeah. You think Chris Brown responds to my DMs? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the vid's about him being a monster, but that doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, we're not we're not advocating for Chris Brown, but we would like him to reply at some point. Some type of an, an acknowledgement. Do you? And then we'll get on because we got to get to this. Did you yeah. ever, you have a blue check mark, right? I do, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be an elitist conversation. When okay, you first well, got... all, you, all you planies out there, yeah. you, you sit this one out. This is, a, this is for kings only. <laughs> yeah, tur tur turn it down when adults are talking. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what the blue check marks are, adults. Yeah, <laughs> big old grown-ups. Big grown-ass <laughs> men and women. When you first got the blue check mark, because you've had it for a while, right? Yeah, a couple of years. Yeah. When you first got it, did you ever try to, like, slide into a DM that you couldn't have before? Uh, I did not be because I'm married and and No, 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 not sexual. Oh, you mean just can I, like, pull a conversation? Yeah. That, that I previously could not have had. I'm sure I've done that. And did it yeah. ever work? No, no, no. Yeah. I, I think for the most part, People don't really want to talk to you unless you actually have something that you can they can get out of you or right. that you can offer them. And it don't matter if that check mark is there. Now I do think, and this actually makes it hurt more. I do think the blue check mark makes them check it faster. Yeah, that's what I was banking on. Yeah. But I was also, man, I got <laughs> Sometimes some blue check mark motherfuckers will send me shit and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I, I'm listening. And then I'll read it and be like, I'm not replying to this no, bullshit. No, I, I was all drunk one time and uh, I was, <laughs> Olivia says, you don't need a blue check mark to talk to Dennis Graham. Yeah, winky yeah. smiley face, she said afterwards. You just see <laughs> titties pushed up to your chin in the picture. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, uh, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> You need a peach, yeah. peach emoji in your name. <laughs> your wife's doing business with Dennis Graham, and, and she ain't coming home tonight. Hey, that's a tale of the time. <laughs> uh, anyways, the point is, I tried to ask Killer Mike if we could go to the strip club one time. Whoa. Yeah. And nothing. Airball. Airball. Fuck. And I'm like, bro, I've been confused for you sometimes. That means nothing? <laughs> Well, I hope my wish for you is that that uh, something big happens this year that makes him have to revisit that DM. And he he just says, yes, he just I, says, absolutely. I want him to have to come to me, though. Mm. I want him to now have gone because I did something great. 
and now he's DMing me on some right. like, and then he sees it and he's like, oh shit, yeah, why don't we just both invest in the blue fame flame and become like co-owners? And then, you know, mm. we go to A&E and we pitch that reality show and that's kind of our platform going forward. Oh, hell yeah. It's sort of like uh, Ryan Ryan Reynolds and, and old boy from It's Always Sunny buying yeah. that soccer team, but Ooh, now it's just that's two better. niggas buying a strip club. <laughs> but we buy a bad one. They're like, this one's get, about to get kicked out of the league. Yeah, like, and then not, we, a, not under my watch. No, we're like, the, <laughs> the town needs it. This town, Little Rock needs this strip club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a really serious documentary yeah. about, like, the recession and the struggle of this community. And y'all are saving it through just, just pussy popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in other expansions they had never thought of. Obviously, mm-hmm. get a chef of some sort in there. Come on. Wings, potatoes. Best skins. wing guy best wing guy in Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're like, hey, how much to let you to move to AK? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That type of thing. Right, because the the Arkansas wing community has been depleted. They've yeah. all moved elsewhere where the economy is more booming, where the opportunities are greater. And that was also based on a lot of people don't know that after the chicken wing shortage, there was a a great migration of sorts. Mm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these wing guys left the South because there just wasn't work. It was drying up. Yeah, there's wings in them there hills, and they had to. (laughs) 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 They had to go where where the where the wings were were plentiful. I'm just a 49er, baby. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Give me my pickaxe and my helmet. I'm going to go make swings. Oh, man. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I, I'll say this. We've never, uh, we've never not started this long. I feel like this is the length of an episode. Yeah, we've we've talked far past what we should, and we haven't read a single moment of this email yet. But that said, we got an email from a person named JQ. JQ sent us an email. They they said, "What's up, Langston and David? I love the pod. I got another conspiracy for you." I, JQ, I assume we, that means we've we've either read one of your conspiracies or you send them often, and we ignore every single one of them. Either way, thank you for for sending. Yeah, um, sorry for killer Mike and you. I <laughs> uh, said, you may have seen the viral video of the CEO threatening a recession to get people to go back to work. In addition to that, I've also heard the big box corporations like Amazon, Walmart, etc., are working to build communities, quote unquote, near their factories slash distribution centers where they will eventually offer their employees, quote unquote, housing, which is why you see a lot of homes recently bought up by big corporations. This will seem like a good deal to many. However, in this model, individuals won't own anything and your employer will control your life. This is also connected to the fact that they, and we know who they are, uh, haven't tried to fix the educational system because a less educated population means they are at a higher risk of being exploited by said companies. Then they wrote Jerry. So I guess Jerry is JQ's name. I don't know. There's <laughs> a lot of names happening in this shit. I'd have gone with JQ too. Yeah, you can don't tell people your name is Jerry, man. It's me, baby. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> you know Jerry? You know me, baby. It's Jerry. <laughs> uh as far as to this conspiracy, yeah, I'm I believe it wholeheartedly. I hate the as someone who Besides comedy was always, I had a firm separation between work and home life. I never mm-hmm. wanted to fucking hang out with these losers. I think that, I think that that's a dangerous precedent to allow your company. It feels so close to like when the railroad offered script, you know what yeah. I mean? It feels like, it feels like a very similar system in which, okay, well now if Walmart owns this whole neighborhood that I live in, I probably shop at a Walmart. And if I shop at a Walmart, yeah, I couldn't pay cash, but what if they give me these Walmart bucks instead? Just because it's a system. And then it becomes this thing where like you're ultimately reliant on this 
truly soulless entity, this thing that has operates to no morals to take care of you. And I, I, I think it's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awful precedent. It's pretty fucked up shit. And it doesn't feel as much like a conspiracy as I think is being presented. This feels largely I, th- this is a true thing, right? These these Amazon and, and Walmart and all these big companies are trying to sort of build like these worker housing units. And subsequently, to your point, it does mean that they do control your entire life in ways that they are both acknowledging and not acknowledging. Like I I recently uh, got a prescription for a medication. Your boy's got psoriasis and, and I'm not ashamed of that. Really? I, your skin looks good. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I have to inject myself uh, <laughs> every three months. <laughs> no, you don't, Otherwise, brother. Let's just get you some Jamaican <laughs> black castor oil. <laughs> Otherwise, I turn into a lizard man. All right. But that said, one of the things, like the 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 drug itself is insanely per, uh, expensive. But if you sign up for like these weird like incentives and like build a relationship with this second company kind of thing, you can get the drug for essentially free. Like I don't pay shit for this psoriasis medication. But what I also have to accept in doing that, in building that relationship is anything that they sort of like decide to use with my information and agree to like uh, fucking emails from them, agree to to phone calls from them. I have to agree to all kinds of relationships that I didn't fucking want. I just want to be able to inject myself with the medication and move on with my life. And I think this is sort of a more advanced version of that, right? That like, right. yes, you are potentially getting housing, but how much of your life is consumed by this product, this corporation, this entity? And not only are... <laughs> To me, once again, it just is so crazy because not only are you moving into housing owned by your company, that also means your entire neighborhood is people who you work with. And if we all remember from trying to get high at work, these dudes are snitching. Yeah. So yeah, I don't <laughs> want you. I don't want to live next to. I, what the you? Know, I don't. You don't need to see who comes to my house. You, none of that shit. And then I imagine there's going to be a level of like corporate policing that happens as it, you know what I mean? Like, you don't think these dudes are snitching? But even worse, who's to say that those corporations don't then get to put cameras in the houses or like, uh, fucking in the neighborhood to, to essentially say that this is a way of ensuring that their employees are following corporate rules and all that stuff. Cause now all your extracurriculars are run by, the fucking like, you know what I mean? If, if it's a neighborhood now, the gym, yeah, it's not a twenty four hour fitness. It's a Walmart gym, cause why not? So now they know when you're at the gym and yeah. the movie theater and the titty bar owned by David Bory and and, and and Michael whatever his real name is. <laughs> I think it's still killer. I think it's uh, Michael <laughs> Killer. Michael is. Killer. But like, <laughs> but no, I mean, it just becomes this thing of like. How much do you want to let them in? And I do die on that hill where I'm not trying to do any of that. I reject all cookies. Mm, I like that. Yeah, I reject all cookies. I don't. I don't. I don't care how good the amateur video that brought me to the website looks. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I'm beating off to that preview. Yeah, all right. Yep. I can't make it all the way through the video, y'all. Y'all. If you hover your mouth over it, it starts to play. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's a very scary idea. I would I think especially scary is I'm not exactly sure what can be done about it, right? Like these corporations are not getting smaller no. despite our awareness of sort of the fuck shit that they're trying to pull. I think it's up to individuals too. It's just like we gotta chill. <laughs> I hate that at the end it gets all preachy, but it's yeah. like it's up to individuals and we gotta stop stop personalizing all these corporations that are only doing things that to to just advertise for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, 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 people have personal relationships. You'll hear people say, I love Balenciaga. Why? What do they do for you? What if nothing ever, nor will they ever don't yeah. like, so to, to love these things and have these loyalties or like corporations, you know what I mean? I love working for Nike or whatever. That shit's like, it becomes, it's, it's insidious, you know what I mean? And it's it feels like it's it's like getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, and I and we talked about this briefly before the podcast started that in reading this email, it doesn't not remind me a little bit of like what we talked about or or are experiencing as it relates to the WGA strike and the SAG strike. There was that that article that went viral where this unnamed studio executive essentially said their plan was to let writers starve that like they would ride this thing out until writers lost their homes starved whatever it took to get them back to work and what ended up becoming sort of revealed inside of like the months and months of waiting was that some of that was just propaganda it was just a corporation being like yo if we threaten to let them starve we can convince them to get back to work faster right. or we can get them off of this sort of train of of self advocacy and a lot of it is that right like it it's not that they wouldn't let us starve but it is just sort of big powerful people throwing their weight around and trying to scare us into making choices that are worse for our lives than, exactly. than we actually deserve. And it is our responsibility, I think, to your point, to be able to stand our ground and say like, yo, as bad as I, I need housing, as bad as I, I need, you know, resources, I can't give my entire life over to a corporation that does not give a fuck about me. Yep. If a corporation is offering you something or help, offering some help to you, it's always in your worst interest. Yeah. They are never helping. It's never good. It's never, it's never like, oh, and if they're making some shit easier, it's for sure not good. Yeah. And you just Look, gotta like, you gotta have that in your head. You know what I mean? Listen, I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's June. Skittles don't give a fuck about your gay ass. So. Exactly. <laughs> I I know they say they do. Yeah. But Taste the rainbow. They did market research to get to that. They don't care about you. They don't you give and, a fuck. And it's great that, you know, sometimes they change the colors and we can all enjoy a different flavor Skittle, but come on. Right. Except for Tuesday for Tuesdays down at the Blue Flame Strip Club in Atlanta, <laughs> Georgia. Blue Flame, we'll keep the light on for you. <laughs> I like that you just steal a different corporation's tagline. You're like, fuck it. Nah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I said. I fly no flag. I have no masters. <laughs> Well, uh, Jerry, JQ, whatever you prefer to be called, uh, I pray to God it's not Jerry, but but 
JQ, I hope that this sort of answers uh, your question, your con- your conspiracy. We don't trust corporations, and this sounds very much like some evil shit that Daddy Bezos and and the bad boys at Walmart would cook up. I know I don't have anything else. You did it. Okay. Good. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell the people where they can find you and what cool shit you have going on? Yeah, come on out to see me. Instagram, CoolGuyJokes87. My tour dates are at bringdavidaplate.com. Got like another month or so on tour. We're doing all the fun cities. So I still am going to be at uh, this Friday. I'm going to be in Indianapolis at the White Rabbit Cabaret. Saturday, I'm going to be in Cincinnati. Sunday, I'm going to be in Morgantown, West Virginia. Next Thursday, I'm going to be in Columbus, Ohio. Friday, October 6th, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. October 7th, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. October 12th, Springfield, Missouri. October 13th, St. Louis, Missouri. October 21st, New York City. October 22nd, Worcester, Massachusetts. (laughs) October 25th, Kansas City, Missouri. October 26th, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and October 27th and 28th, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Come out. My hour's going crazy. I'm writing a new, a lot of new shit. And come out so you can see that I'm good and buy some clothes because afterwards, ultimately, no one will care. <laughs> that was, a, that was uh, a long, that was a long one. Look, man, uh, you, you're you going to have to rest after this because that's a <laughs> lot of fucking uh, places you got to be. Oh, yeah. We already did that other tour. I, I don't sleep no more. Damn. Yeah. Uh, well, I have substantially less dates to tell you about, but but you can find me at Langston Kerman on, on Instagram. I would love for you to follow me there. Uh, and if you live uh, in New Westminster, British Columbia, that's Canada, bitch. Come on out uh, October 13th and 14th to the House of Comedy. If you are in Wilmington, North Carolina, I'd love to see you October 20th and 21st at the Dead Crow Comedy Room. Burlington, Vermont. I'll be at Vermont. Comedy Club, November 10th and 11th. And then finally, uh, November 17th and 18th, I'll be at Hyenas Comedy Nightclub in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I I look forward to fucking around with all of y'all out there. And as always, if you want to send us your own drops, your own conspiracies, if you want to advocate for the corporations that we have been shitting on on this podcast, you can send it all to mymamapod at gmail.com. We probably won't listen to your advocacy, but boy, would it be funny if you go, hey, actually, I think that Walmart is nice. And here's why. (laughs) Balenciaga saved my father from his cancer. So there. (laughs) Send it all to mymamapod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And and follow us on YouTube. Subscribe. Do the whole thing. We haven't said that in a while. Largely, I think, because we're both anxious about reaching a certain subscription number and fucking having to learn to do nunchucks and and harmonica but follow and subscribe on youtube and that's that's the whole shebang bye bitch motherfucking mini episode mini episode motherfucking mini episode motherfucking mini episode mini episode Motherfucking mini episode.
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast! podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 